A typical performance day would involve getting up quite early. Normally get up about 8.30, 9 o'clock. That's a lie. I just keep it real, right? I get up in the morning about 11.30. The night before, I have to fake tan. <laughs> Turn up to the venue. And that is when, I think, when the pressure starts. I'll then go backstage and get made up. I will then um, apply the wig, put the leg warmers on, put the socks on, put the trousers on, put the microphone on. My sister used to be a travel agent. She said one of the tricks they used to do was they'd wear sun cream to work so that people come in and they could smell sun cream and it got them in the mood to go on holiday. And I remember thinking, that's really clever. And so whenever I do a job, I do put her perfume on. So if they're not visually seeing it, they can smell it if you like. I'll ask my dancer to hit the space bar for the intro to kick in. And once the intro kicks in, there's no going back. And you can hear the audience and you know if it's a good crowd or you know if you're going to have to try and build them up a little bit more. You've got to go out there and sell the show. Just get a feel for how it's going to go in that minute before going on stage. And then obviously when the announcer goes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Done, let's go. We're business, we're on. A long time ago, I came across A1 Tributes. They seemed like quite a reputable agency and they had some good acts on there. Hello. Lee always seems really chirpy and happy. Oh, yeah, I just finished up in the office. You get to have a nice little chat with him whenever he calls. Very busy, yeah. It's festival season. Uh, It's just manic at the moment. I'm just working as many hours as I can. Almost like James Bond. You know know, the new one? It it looked a bit like that. He had a big Bond watch on and he had had like a smart suit on. He definitely didn't look like how I thought he'd look. I like to be the one that answers the phone all the time because I'm the sales. I don't like other people answering it because... He's not silly. You know, he's a very smart man. He knows what he's doing. He's just easy to talk to and easy to work with. He just wants the best for his acts. Because I thought, well, if all these people have got this passion, uh, perhaps I should be managing them. If I go into a business, I want the equal passion. And certainly a lot of these tribute acts we've got now, they're all totally professional. And we make sure that they're, they're represented properly, you know? My name is Lee Arthur, uh, Managing Director of A1 Star Tribute. How can I help you? First of all, A1 means the best. Star is that, you know, over 300 acts we've got, they're all stars, otherwise they, they wouldn't be working for us. And then Tributes, you know, that tells you the story. So A1 Star Tributes is synonymous with what we do. I get phone calls all the time and I I get these singers that say, you know, what do I have to do to become a tribute act? And what I basically say to them is that it's not easy becoming a tribute artist. Well, first of all, sound. That's our first one, right? They have to have that voice. A really good voice, a powerful voice, and they need to sound like the person. They have to have the mannerism. It's nice if you've got a natural look about you so that you're already looking like that person. You've got to get the backing track, need the costume, all the equipment, right? Four to five high-res photos, a couple of quality videos. We basically will look at all that, and if we feel they're good enough, we'll put them on our books. But I would say we probably get about 30 applications every week of professional acts that have been going for many years, but we 
might not take them on. So it's not the time, it's the talent you've got. Do you see what I mean? I'm not saying I'm Simon Cowell or anything like that, but I am quite strict in who we bring into the company. So we, we just want the quality end. I've been on some dates before and they've gone, so what do you do for a living then? I just go, performer. And they go, oh yeah. Yeah, they think stripper. Immediately they think, right, I see he's a stripper. I don't really sort of declare it at the first. They go, what sort of entertainment is it? Singing and dancing. Oh, right. And I actually make a bit of a quiz about it, actually. I say, I'll give you a clue. They're a big pop family, massive family. They always say the Osmonds. And they go, nope, nearly there. And they go, ah, Jacksons. Yeah. And I've heard, once I've heard somebody said, oh, God, you're not Michael Jackson, are you? Bill, please. Edward O. Michael Jackson, he's an amazing performer, all-round performer. He's a great singer, great dancer. He could potentially become the best Michael Jackson, not just the country, but the world. How can you be Michael Jackson? You're ginger hair and glasses. I could get the flyer out and get it out of the bed. It's just, sometimes it's, I just go, I'm a builder, just, 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 to get, just to stop them from asking me any more questions. Yeah, I mean, Edward looks nothing like Michael Jackson if he would pull up to your hotel. You'd say, well, where's Michael Jackson? Two hours to put the makeup on, and he looks exactly like Michael Jackson then. I don't want to be walking around these supermarkets looking like Michael Jackson going, excuse me, yes, do you know who you look like? Go on. Michael Jackson. Sorry, I'm just out shopping today, and I've got a full wig on the lot. Hello, I'm at, I'm at it's Edward the Michael Jackson. I'm outside the Hunters Club, and it's appears to be locked. Oh, oh, this is new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 yeah, I've, I've had many jobs in the past, um, but I it didn't work out because I was too busy dancing to Michael Jackson. Honestly. This is where I do a lot of my dance rehearsals and sound audio days. I used to have a um, kitchen porter job. I used to wait for the floor to be mopped and I'd do a massive spin on it. And they'd go, oh, we've just ruined that floor now, you know. But that's just, I can't get away from Michael Jackson, even if I tried. My mother introduced me to the uh, the greatest hits VHS. It was actually the um, MTV '95 performance when um, the curtain comes up and he slowly walks out from the from the smoke. And what caught my eye the most was that no matter what he did, whether he was clicking his finger, moving left, moving right. I mean, this guy can stand on stage for at least five to ten minutes, not moving a muscle, and the crowd are going crazy. People are fainting. The guy hasn't done anything yet. He's just appeared on stage. And I'm thinking, this this is not just performing. This is, this is like magic. This is like, I can't believe how much influence he has. It's just his aura. He's got this performance aura about him that um, you just don't want to take your eyes off him. He is the music. And I thought that that's something I really want to impersonate. That's something I really want to be doing. If you're going to do Michael Jackson, you've got to do it big. 
either spend all my money and more. Sometimes when I don't even have it, I spend it because I want this show to be as successful as I can. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm working on at the moment, trying to burst out from the bottom of the stage up. And I don't care where I am as well either. If I am in the pubs doing what I'm doing or somebody's back garden, I still bring full production. People think I'm crazy. I'm just a massive Michael Jackson fan. Why give any less? But the minute I dab the makeup on, I'm a whole new person. And um, I always leave me behind. Performance Michael Jackson. So when I'm doing the moonwalk, that's not my talent. That's Michael Jackson's talent. So do you want to run through that one more? Yeah. Yeah. I really feel that I'm not the same person. Yeah. Yeah. The the face isn't the same. You know, the voice isn't the same. The mannerisms aren't the same. So you have to do things that Edward wouldn't do, and you have a almost a confidence that Edward doesn't have. There's certain parts of the sort of the songs where you can predict what the crowd are going to do. I mean, I've had in the past when I play certain songs, people do shout Michael. I meant to rip the shirt on my on Thriller, but I've known to rip it earlier just because I just wanted to get that out there. There was one instance I was on a dance competition. And um, I got through right through to the finals, and, I, and the finals was going to be on 90s night. I'm thinking, I'll get accepted on, on the 90s night. They love that, you know, they love a bit of that. But they changed it last minute. They said, can you turn up on the Thursday instead? Turned up on the day, and it was hip-hop night. I thought, I'm not going to get accepted here. And I didn't. Smooth Criminal started, I walked on the stage. I'm singing the song. The crowd are not liking it at all. And it comes up to the bit where it goes, you've been hit by, bang, bang. And I turn around and go, you've been hit by, and I see a black speck that is flying towards me. So I go out, I just reach out to stop it, and I catch it. And when I catch it, it's a glass bottle. So when it goes, you've been hit by, bang, bang, you've been struck by, catch, bang, smooth criminal, I tuck the bottle into my jacket, and they cheer. It was unbelievable. I wasn't doing half an hour set, and that, that's what won it. That is a true acceptance moment. If I couldn't even do it again to save me. I'm rubbish at catching stuff. The kind of gigs that we get our acts, um, we get them festivals, also theatres. We do bar restaurants, private mansions. We've had um, requests from um, nudist camps, and it was crazy. Um, you know, you hear about them, but when you actually go there, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just a bit different because we all wear clothes, don't we? So when they turn up to see your TIG that, uh, none of them got clothes on. And, you know, through the day they're playing tennis with no clothes on and whatever they're doing. It was just a bit of a shock. Yeah, we've had all sorts of unusual requests. But um, as long as it's all clean, you know, we don't mind. I do quite like doing the private gigs, so birthdays, 30th birthdays, weddings and things like that are fun. And hen parties are fun too, because when I perform Womanizer, I have a few extra police shirts and police batons and I'll get all the girls to join in with me. So that's always good fun. Michaela, um, she is a totally professional, very ambitious, very hardworking. She couldn't do any other tribute other than Britney Spears because she looks exactly like her without makeup. We're on our way to Nottingham to do Nottingham Pride today. 
I feel a little bit nervous um, today. I go through waves of emotions before a show, so I'll be excited, and then I'll be calm, and then I'll get a bit nervous, and then I'll be calm. Growing up, I never did any performing things. I never did any dancing, singing. Um, So when the whole Britney thing came about, I had a lot to learn and a lot of catching up to do. I did start just doing lookalike at first, and I remember I met a guy called Tim Oliver who does David Brent and he said to me the more you can do the better because clients will like you to be able to if you can talk like her or if you can act like her because it's more authentic it comes across more like that character when I had my singing lessons with my vocal coach I told her specifically what I was trying to do and so we worked through songs together and um, she taught me like you need to add a little bit of creak on there and here and particularly in baby in that particular word she'll like do a baby or she'll put a creak in o's so it'll be like oh and yeah they're just creaks and dips in certain words yeah (laughs) just learn as i went (laughs) one word at a time (laughs) So it took a lot, a lot of confidence building and a lot of practice and stuff to get me to the point that I'm at now. I'm Amy, the stage manager. Hi, hi. Um, do you know where you're going to your dressing room? No, no idea. <laughs> I always like to try and have a bit of my makeup and hair done so that they can see a resemblance to Britney when I arrive. I don't want the client to be looking at me thinking, oh, she doesn't look like Britney, or, (laughs) oh, she looks better on the pictures than she does in in person. So I like to try and arrive sort of semi-in character. Um, Today I've got the rip-off suit, so what she wore at the VMAs. So I'll start with that, and then I will go... I have a base layer underneath, which is like a bodysuit covered in gems. I think from watching Britney a lot, you learn a lot of her mannerisms and the key things that she does such as she dips her chin a lot she's got the they call it like the tongue lick thing she does like with the baby and that was quite a difficult one to learn without it being weird Brittany's very well known for a hair flick as well yeah and very much like just the doughy eyed look so we've just got one of the organizers of pride is just doing a speech now okay and then you're the one after that god it's going to keep me fit when i'm done <laughs> As you're sort of walking down, you get the little bit of a butterfly. Before I'm about to go on stage and I'll sort of put on my hat and that's when I can get in my zone and I just kind of have a minute mentally preparing myself. Who wants Britney? Well, I suppose you can have a bit of Britney. I'm introducing Medina as Britney! The music, the costume, everything sort of slots in place and the confidence just comes through, yeah. What's up, The audiences, when they're Britney fans, which they are generally Britney fans, they're so up for it. They're always in such a good mood. They're all really passionate about Britney, so it's really nice because you get that positive vibe from the audience. That's such an amazing feeling. Today, it was like a crowd as far as you can see. And I, for me, they're memories and experiences that 
money can't buy. I just know I'm so lucky to be in that position and experience that. Like, it's amazing. I'd sometimes stop and think, how did I get to here? How did this happen? And I finished with Baby One More Time. And I finished the actual song with a few hair flips and then it's a hand in the air and all I could hear was like the audience and it was just such an amazing feeling. You think, okay, they liked it. That was a good job done. And coming down off the stage, um, some audience members came around to the back um, and asked for photos. So that was really nice. It makes me laugh a little bit because I'm like, it's just me. What is my life? If you think about original artists, you've got all your entourage, you've got all the people that are making the costumes for you, you get sponsorships. You know, you can't even compare the money, can you? They have it a lot easier. And, of course, they are that person, aren't they? That's their reward, isn't it? That's their reward for becoming famous and original. Uh, the reward for a tribute act is there's quite a lot of money in it for the act if he's really good. It's a good career for them, you know? But they, they, if anybody thinks a tribute act is easy, it's not. For me, it's just acting. It is an acting role. I do tend to make a joke out of it and say, oh, I pretend to be a pop star at the weekends. <laughs> just kind of make fun of it, really. My motto is, as long as they're laughing and they're laughing with it, I don't mind that because they're having a good time, they're enjoying themselves. I want people to be able to enjoy themselves in all life, in all aspects of life. I've thought often about what I would be doing if I wasn't doing this, and I genuinely don't have a clue, but I know I wouldn't be as fulfilled as I am. Hopefully, we just grow and grow. I mean, just keep professional and um, keep a tight unit. Uh, I don't want to grow too big. I just want to be... You know, for our customers, totally professional and a reliable service that get the best acts. Don't stop till you get enough. You can't. You just can't stop. And I won't have enough until I'm not able to move. When I'm not able to move anymore, I still do it. I'll just do sitting down, Mark Jackson. The show will never stop. This episode of Fresh Eyes was brought to you by Selfridges Broadcast Channel Hot Air as part of their summer 2018 IC campaign, exploring different ways of seeing... It was a Radio Wolfgang production and featured Edward Cook, Michaela Weeks and Lee Arthur. It was produced by Natalia Rodriguez, sound designed by Ivan Manley and the executive producer was Ellie Martino. Special thanks to Buzz D'Angelo and Maxine Mazumda. Hold up. 